Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Lil Nas X, Drake, Demi Lovato, Emilio Estevez, Saweetie and Quavo, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio is all I need. In the views and celeb news, I let see. That's entertainment. Who became famous? Number one source of pop culture. Radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save adolescents from the ghetto time stages. Gotta make a change in that's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The business is nice, the jazz is the better cruise. There is no karma win cause you plan to Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number one. Again, that's 347-637-2656. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. And you can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O. And the number 14, you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 59 degrees. And before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout out, most importantly, to all my listeners out there from all over the world. Thank you again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. But first, I want to say uh, today is the last day of March. Today is the last day of Women's History Month. And also, uh, I also want to talk about something that's been happening a lot around our country, and especially here in New York City, with the uh, hate crimes against Asian Americans. Um, ever since the incident with the shooting in Atlanta, and just recently uh, a, a woman here in New York, uh Asian woman, was walking, walking, minding her business, and some man approached her and stomped her and several times, and it happened in front of a, a business, uh, I guess a store, and when the guy finished stomping on her and he walked away, the the business owner doors were open and the the i guess one of the employees saw the woman and he just closed the door he didn't call, go out there to help her ask her if she was all right did she need to call the police did she need some medical attention he just closed the door like nothing had happened and 
what what is, you know and I'm starting to lose all hope for humanity because this is getting ridiculous. It's disgusting that we got people out here trying to uh call themselves being hateful to Asian American because because they they're responsible for the uh coronavirus. And it doesn't help when you got idiots like our former president going around talking about the calling anybody, not just him, anybody who's going around talking about it's a Wuhan virus and it's the Chinese, and it and it doesn't matter. You know, it's just disgusting, and we gotta stop this. I just tweeted um, on my Twitter page and Facebook page to stop the Asian hate because it it's unnecessary. I mean, literally, people, it's like now, and and, and what is really disgusting is that it's people of color that I see doing this to Asian people. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, I live in New York City in one of the most diverse cities in the world. There shouldn't be no reason why people of color should be doing these acts to other people of color. It's, It's disgusting. It it really is. So I just wanted to put that out there. I hope that woman's all right. But I just recently read that that guy, um, the guy who closed the door, who worked in the store, I think he they uh, either uh, let him go or he got suspended without pay. But I know that something happened with him. But it was disgusting, so I just wanted to put that out there. But uh, how is everybody doing? It's Wednesday. You know what that means? Almost a couple of days left before the weekend is here. Lots to get to get to this week. We're going to be talking about Little Nas X. I don't know if you guys seen Little Nas X got new music out, a new album coming out, and uh, he the video that he has is called. Uh, Matero, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, the music video has caused a lot of controversy because of the uh, sexual and, um, how can I say it, the, I, I guess you could say it has, mm, there's a lot of things in the video going on. Um, he has Satan, is very, uh, certain religious things going on. Uh, sexual things going on, and uh, there's a reason why he had put this video out. Now, some people say that he went too far. Some people say, oh, it's just art, you know, he's making a statement. But he goes there. And I don't know if you guys seen the video. He uh, Apparently he's um, he was in heaven, I guess as an angel, that's my interpreter, and he got cast down into hell. And he's given Satan uh, a lap dance, and right before, after he gives Satan the lap dance, he kills Satan. And people with very religious, uh, a lot of the Christian community has don't want no parts of it. I know, uh, especially in the African American community, where things like that is very, very, is very taken very seriously, because. Um, 
you know, I was growing up where, um, you know, my grandparents were very religious. They didn't want you to speak of nothing, be, the, the words like the devil, Satan. You better not have that come out your mouth. They take it really seriously when it comes to evil on this earth. And he has Satan in the video. And um, people just don't understand why did Lil Nas X go that far. Now, according to him... He's being that he recently came out as a gay man, that he um, was always uh, ridiculed and tortured being that he's a gay man, that he was always was told that because he's a gay man, you know, being gay is a sin, you're going to hell. And he's been hearing this all his life. So he thought it would be interesting to what he what happened to him in the past to put something like that in the vi- in his music video and then not only the video was causing controversy he has a, a sneaker out called the uh Satan shoes where it has uh the number 666 on it and the the heels of the sneakers has blood in them real blood so that also added fuel to the fire. But we're going to be talking about more about that. Uh, Drake is in the news, apparently a very close call. A knife-wielding woman uh, tried to make an attempt to get inside his mansion while he was at home. Luckily, Drake's security was there. Luckily, he wasn't hurt. But there was no... Uh, they they don't understand why the woman was there, why was she trespassing, and why she had a knife. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, Debbie Lovato, um, you know, she has a new documentary out uh, talking about what led to her um, use of drugs and alcohol and how she finally um, went through sobriety. But they also talked about um, a, her, she also talked about being raped. And the person who raped her is also in the movie, and they're wondering why. Um, they're wondering why this happened and why. If this, we never knew about it. It was never broadcast. It was never told. She never mentioned it. But people are wondering why her sexual assault was c- completely covered up, and and you know through this horroring ordeal. Now she says she did went to somebody. A higher up about it, but again, nothing was done about it. But the the guy who raped her is also in the movie, and that's not the only the only that's not the only first time she was sexually assaulted. I'll tell you more about it. And actor Amelia Estevez, he's suffering from brain fog and fatigue after he had caught the coronavirus, and he talks about it. Um, he told Empire Magazine that the long haul was real, and this comes on a hill where the country is starting to open up. Some states are uh, they're releasing, uh, putting the lean on their mass mandates, and more and more people are getting the vaccine the vaccination, but at the same time, the numbers are creeping back up again. And then on top of that, you got the variants in certain states that are coming in. I know there's variants here in New York City that just came. And um, he was talking about the struggle. The struggle was real and that he um, he's still suffering the after effect. Now, I don't know if he even got the 
vaccination. Uh, I also heard that some people um, who had this type of um, fatigue from suffering from the coronavirus, some people said that they uh, felt better once they got the vaccination. It's not proven, but some people have said that, you know, I still feel the after effects of the coronavirus, but after I got my vaccination, I'm starting to feel better. So, And also in the news, we're talking about Saweetie and Quavo. Apparently, you know, Saweetie had uh, publicly announced that uh, her public breakup with Quavo, but we never knew exactly what was the cause of the breakup. Now TMZ has a another a video of an altercation between Saweetie and Quavo in an elevator last year. Now, remember, another famous couple had an incident in the elevator, too. We're talking about Beyonce, Jay-Z, and and, uh, Solange, when Solange had an altercation with Jay-Z in the elevator and uh, Beyonce was in the middle of it. So uh, lots to get to, but first, let's talk about Little Nas. Um, Apparently... um, there's been a lot of backlash that sparked after this video came out. Um, but does he have concerns? You know, the video is called Matero Call My Call Me by My Your Name. It's a music video, and despite that, you know, the criticism from the video, he's seemingly defiant. He's def- his responses seem to be defiant. And he's now admitted that the whole controversy surrounding the video has inspired, has really taken a toll on him, especially also when he also inspired a shoe, a sneaker relating to the video, and it's taken a toll on him emotionally. He said, quote, he, this is what he tweeted on Monday, March 29th. He said, quote, I'll be honest, all this backlash is putting an emotional toll on me, and I try to cover it with humor, but it's getting hard. But he said that my my anxiety is higher than ever, unquote. Now, still, he included a promotion for his latest single as he concluded his tweet. And with, an, uh, with a stream, call me by your name on all platforms now. Now, Lil Nas' uh, tweet was not met with supportive message from his fans and famous pals, including YouTube star James Charles and Nikita Dragon. Oh, no, they were they were supportive of the message. Um, speaking with Genesis, no, speaking with Genius, the Grammy-winning artist explained that what he wanted to say was that the provocative new song, he was like, it's about time he said, this is how he felt. He said that it's about time that he say something out of pocket, and he's referring to the openly sexual lyrics in the song. He said, quote, let's normalize having these effing lines and songs the same way somebody might talk about effing a girl or effing a boy, unquote. Now, he added that the song title was inspired by a 2017 film called Call Me By Your Name, starring Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. He said that was one of the first gay films that he watched, and he thought the theme was so dope of calling somebody by their own name. And that, that the way everything is shot, the way the dialogue goes on, the way the background sounds are used, everything about it is so artsy. So that was the inspiration for this video. And uh, it, it's it's unlike, I, I mean, I, you know, I have I don't have a problem with people expressing art, but when when does it go too far? 
And I like Lil Nas S. I, I, I appreciate he came out saying that he was a gay man, but he, I guess he just wanted to put it out there and let people know that this is what was he was, you know, all these years as a gay man and grow and going to church and people saying that, you know, homosexuality is a sin, you're going to hell, you're going to burn in hell. He thought that, hey, you know, why don't why don't I make a video? But it, what's so crazy about it, he he's given Satan this lap dance and then he ends up killing Satan and he takes Satan's horns and put it on his head. So, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen it, and a lot of people can't watch it, um, especially people who are, are Christians, who are very religious, they can't even watch it. They heard about it, but they cannot watch it. And it's not, it's not you know, I'm thinking it's going to be a long video. It's not that long. But uh, the images are a little disturbing. And it, I, I have to admit, it is a little disturbing, and it is a little controversial. But but at the same time, it's just him doing his art. Now, this video also had uh, kind of produced a sneaker. And what's so controversy also about it is that uh, the sneaker has a Nike logo on it. Now, Nike said that they have they did not have nothing to do with this sneaker, but they are suing uh, this company who made this uh, sneaker, MSCHF Product Studio, because they made the sneaker and they kept the Nike logo. But Lil Nas has responded after Nike had launched this lawsuit against the company, which worked with the rapper for his Satan shoes. Instead of dreading the forthcoming legal battle, the Grammy-winning artist is keeping the mood light. Now, the 21-year-old artist took to his Twitter page on Monday, March 29th, to share his reaction after learning of the lawsuit. He dropped a couple of funny memes featuring SpongeBob SquarePants character Squidward. In one of the clips, Squidward appeared to defend himself in front of his fellow Bikini Bottom residents. And you see in, in the caption, it says, I was just kidding. Come on. You guys know I was just kidding. Another meme featured the characters look miserable while sitting inside a box seemingly on the street saying, Spare change, man. As he's saying this to passersby. But Little Nas obviously has less to worry than MSCHF, the product studio, as he was not named in the lawsuit by Nike. The shoe giant is suing the company that collaborate with the Matero Call Me By Your Name spitter for Satan Shoes for trademark infringement. Now, Nike has denied any involvement with the controversy shoe and claimed it is in no way connected with this project. It claims that the company is tricking consumers into thinking it approved the Satan theme shoe by using its logo on the shoes. And Nike said that MSCHF did not buy the shoes from Nike, but the artist, its works would uh, make their own creative modification before selling them at a higher price. Now, Nike is suing the company because its logo is still prominently featured on the shoe. 
Uh, the Satan shoe drew public ire after it revealed that the midsole has a drop of blood inside of it, and there are various references to the devil. The shoe, which are marked as Nike Air Max 97, are sold for $1,018 for each pair, and only 666 pair are available. Now, these 666 pairs were sold out in a minute. In a minute. In the interview with Complex, the shoe creator Daniel Greenberg had revealed that they want they he revealed that the blood the blood that was used for the shoe was his 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 blood and some of his co-worker. And it's not just a drop of blood either. I I mean I saw the shoe. It's rotate. You know when you move the sneaker, it rolls. The blood is rolling back and forth. It's it's a good it's a good amount of blood in there. So. We're going to see what happens with this. But, the, yeah, Nike's not happy with this. Uh, right now we got 20 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you can't listen to the show in its whole entirely, you can always Come back, listen to the show uh, right here on the, uh, the archives right here on BTR. And also the, I post the show on our Facebook page, which is uh, That's Entertainment.Radio, and our Twitter page at That's Entertain One. Uh, Drake Security is on their toes uh, this morning after a knife-wielding wo- woman attempted to get onto the mega rapper's property in Canada. The incident went down on Tuesday outside his Toronto mansion, and according to reports, Drake was home when the scary ordeal went down, but his team was all over it. The female intruder didn't go down without a fight, though. She was met with security when she approached Drake Gate outside his lavish 50,000-square-foot estate and According to reports, the woman hit one of the God's Plan rapper's security guards with a pipe before being taken into custody by police just before 5 p.m. Now, despite the pipe incidents, cops said no one was hurt, and the Toronto police confirmed to the son that she did not gain any kind of entry into the property and there was no injuries. The knife-wielding trespasser also had no contact with the superstar, and it is not clear what she was doing at the residence. Debbie Lovato rapist appeared in a movie with her even after she had confided in somebody of power about the sexual assault. The 28-year-old singer had previously revealed she had been hooking up with a guy but didn't want to have sex with him because she was still a virgin, but he forced himself on her. And after seeking treatment for an eating disorder and addiction issues, three years later, she confided in somebody of power about what had happened to her. Now, this shows, she said, she recalled, she said that she, she said, I don't think they should be in your movie coming out. That's what she recalled. That was completely swept under the rug. Nothing was done about it. That person was still in that movie. And the hashtag MeToo movement led Demi to a revelation in 2018. And she said um, at the time she just realized that this was kept happening in the industry. It was happening all the time. And after she was raped, Debbie confided only in her mother and a few close friends, and she was left with a sense she was bad, wrong, and dirty, which caused her eating disorder to spiral. 
Debbie was also sexually assaulted by her drug dealer following her highly publicized overdose in 2018, and in both cases, she tried to confront the men afterwards. However, she admitted it didn't fix anything, and it did. All it did was make her feel worse. But the the but Demi says she felt she had to do so in a bid to take back control. She also told the Sunday Times magazine that she used the term trauma reenactment, and there's a sense of agency that I guess if you felt, she said I guess. I felt when I was the one to call them back and kind of correct the situation in my eyes, because if I was in the one, if I was the one in control, then I was fixing it, which obviously isn't the case. Like what happened still happened. This is not going to make it any better. Unquote. So yeah, um, here she was, you know, being sexually assaulted. She goes to the proper channel, and nothing was done about it. And then they put the guy, the guy is in the movie. I haven't seen Debbie Lovato's uh, documentary, but now I definitely got to watch. Uh, actor Emilio Estevez is still suffering from brain fog and fatigue a year after he was struck down by the coronavirus. The Mighty Duck star revealed he fell ill at the start of the pandemic in March of 2020, and although his condition didn't require hospitalization, some of the other symptoms related to COVID had lingered. He told Empire Magazine, quote, that the long-haul effects are real and there have been some brain fog and some level of fatigue and getting my lungs back working at 100%. It was very challenging. The first few months was very, very challenging, but thank God I wasn't hospitalized, and I'm able to work out and be at at my uh, at close to my best. Now, um, Emilio was conflicted about going public with this diagnosis at the time of his initial illness, but ultimately decided to keep the news to himself so as to not to cast a cloud over his work on the Mighty Ducks TV spinoff series, Game Changers. The Mighty Ducks Game Changer, based on the hit 1992 film, premiered on Disney Plus over the weekend. And Saweetie and Quavo reportedly got into a physical altercation last year before their recent breakup. The rapper born Diamante, Diamante Harper and Quavius Marshall got into a fight into an apartment elevator last year, and this is according to the video footage. Quavo and Saweetie issue appear to run much deeper than their alleged infidelity because they had a fight in an elevator before they split, and the altercation was all captured on video. TMZ obtained surveillance footage of the struggle, which went down at the apartment complex in North Hollywood. It showed both of them standing outside an open elevator, and when the video starts, uh, Saweetie is swinging on Quavo. Uh, Quavo dodged a hit. He's dropping an orange Call of Duty case in the process, which Saweetie tries to pick up. Quavo grabs it, and as they struggle for the case, he grabs her arm and swings her into the back elevator wall. Then they both go down. And as Saweetie is laying on the floor of the elevator, possibly injured, uh, Quavo stands there without helping her. Eventually, the elevator opens with a guy standing outside, but he doesn't get on, and the door shuts again. Finally, the doors open on another floor, and Quavo starts to get off with the cage, using it to keep the door open, and Saweetie picks herself up and limps off. And they said that, um, sources said that they try to speak to their sources on both sides, and they both said that the incident went down in 2020. 
um, where Saweetie was renting an apartment in that building. Um, but remember, Saweetie publicly broke it off with uh, Quavo, alluding to him cheating, which he denied. And there was also rumor that he repo a car that he gifted her, but he claimed that wasn't the case. This ugly moment, um, apparently the police was not never called. And reps for Saweetie and Quavo did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Now, the new video comes just over a week after Saweetie announced she was single, as she alluded to infidelity. Now, um, this is how I feel about this, um, whether you're a guy or a girl. If you got to go through that, if you got to be hitting each other, if you got to be going upside somebody's head, if you got to be pushing and using force, it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it, uh, you know, and she, you know, she said that he was cheating. Um, he tried to make it better by offering gifts, but she said that, you know, you know, you can give me all the present in the world. It's not going to fix that you showing love to another woman. He also tweeted back saying that I didn't think you was that kind of girl, that kind of woman. Um, I'm surprised. Um, you're making this into a bigger thing than it is, and it, it shouldn't have to be like that. But you know, when you gotta do, when you gotta be hitting each other, fighting each other like that, it, that relationship is already over. Um, but the Saweetie says she's moving on, and Quavo says he's moving on, and he wishes her all the best. Right now we have uh, 29 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up after the uh, music break, we're going to be talking about um, Justin Bieber. He has treated fans to six new songs on a surprise deluxe version of his new album, Justice. Lizzo is facing yet another copyright infringement allegation. Uh, Michael Strahan has surprised some of his fans with his recent appearance. I'll tell you more about it. And the, um, oh, and sad news, a reality TV star that was featured on Bad Girl Club, she was killed during a shooting in Virginia. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
Right here on Block Park Radio. Right now we have here 25 minutes left remaining in the show. That's new music from Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Gavion in Peaches. And right before we went to the music break, I was telling you that Justin Bieber is, uh, has treated fans to six new songs as part of his surprise deluxe version of his new album, Justice. The Sorry Hitmaker originally dropped Justice last week, but on Friday, March 26, he served up even more new material with the previous unannounced launch of Justice, Triple Chuck's Deluxe. The latest addition to the 16-song project include There She Go with rapper Little, Little Uzi Vert and I Can't Be Myself with Jaden Smith and Wish You Would with Migo Star Quavo. The baby teamed up with Justin on No No Better and singer Tori Kelly as her vocals to name while the pop superstar completed the new track listing with Lifetime. Justice is the follow-up to 2020 Changes and Justin recently revealed he started from scratch for the latest album after initially planning to make the Records back to back. 
Lizzo is facing another copyright infringement allegation. The Grammy Award-winning artist has been sued for allegedly sampling a, uh, a funeral performance for her 2016 self-love anthem, Coconut Oil. Detroit resident Orlandis Dunning, who filed the lawsuit, accused the 32-year-old Raptors of taking audio from a mutual relative's funeral and sampling it on coconut oil without obtaining permission. He claims in the lawsuit that the snippets of audio that opened and closed the song were recordings of a hymn he sang during a funeral of a mutual relative. Dunning, an elder in the Church of God in Christ, filed a lawsuit in Wayne Circuit Court in December of 2020, but it was moved on Friday, March 26th, to U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Michigan. He claimed he suffered anguish, embarrassment, and outrage after the song was released by Atlantic Records. The lawsuit said, uh, per the Detroit News, that, Quote, when the plaintiff sang the devotional, it was at a private funeral and done for the specific purpose of uplifting his family and friends during the time of bereavement. Now, Dunning goes on claiming that Lizzo recorded this audio without either Dunning's knowledge or consent, adding he did not and would not have consented to the use of his voice this way because the message in the song is contradictory to his own brand and believed as an ordained elder in the Church of God in Christ organization. Dunning is seeking seven hundred and fifty thousand in damages. His name, the, he, uh, he named the record la- uh, company along with Lizzo, whose real name is Melissa Jefferson. Nice Life rec- Recording Company, uh, an Atlantic subsidiary, and Warner Brother Group Corp, which owns Atlantic as defendant in the lawsuit. Now, Lizzo Camp has not immediately responded to the lawsuit. Meanwhile, the star appeared to remain nonchalant on social media, updating her Instagram story with pictures of her showing her fashion style instead. Uh, Coconut Oil is the title track of Lizzo's first major label EP that also contained hit single God is uh, Good as, as Hell, which becomes popular two years after its release. Uh, she recently won legal battle over her viral sleeper hit, and Grammy-winning song, Truth Hurts. Michael Strahan has surprised his fan with his recent appearance. The Good Morning America host, who had been long, long been known for his iconic gap between his front two teeth, revealed that he has gotten the gap closed. And on Tuesday, March 30th, the 49-year-old TV personality made use of Instagram to share a video that saw him going into the dentist's office for the procedure. And in the accompanying message, he simply declared, saying, quote, I did it, Smile at Smile Design Manhattan, hashtag goodbye gap. And in the clip, Michael could be heard telling his dentist, quote, if I post it, if I, it'll be don't do it. If I ask my friends, it'll be don't do it. If I ask my business partner, it'll be don't do it. I got to do what I want to do for myself. Before his tooth gap got filled at the second appointment, he says, here's the moment 50 years in the making. After the procedure was done, he raved, I loved it. Now, many of, the, uh, many of Michael fans were in dis- disbelief over his tooth makeover and convinced that it was only a prank. They were convinced that it was a prank. Now, one user uh, said that, oh, uh, he said, oh, quote, just in time for a big April Fool's reveal. I don't believe it, LOL. Another sent similar sentiment saying this better this better be an April Fool's joke. I mean, you look good either way, but still. And then somebody else said, 
I seriously had to check the date to make sure this wasn't an April Fool. Now, the former NFL player also received mixed reaction from his famous followers. One in particular was Heidi Klum, who penned, she was like, oh, no. And Lindsey Vaughn said, no, you did not. And Jenny J. Wild Farley, meanwhile, showed her support by noting, whatever makes you happy. Michael Tukat, however, was uh, unveiled to have been closed temporarily. Uh, TMZ reported that his dentist, Dr. Lee Gauss, uh, postponed a temporary solution, essentially a removable dental piece that gives the look of a fill-in tooth line. I think he looked good. I saw the the uh, sort on uh, Twitter, and I thought he looked good. I said, "Whoa, he's he's going to do it." But um, a lot of people said, "No, you know that's what made Michael Strahan. You know that that's his trademark, his gap too." So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, a reality TV star who um, featured on the Bad Girls Club, she has been killed in Virginia following a Friday night shooting. The Shayla Shea Harris was hit by a stray bullet during the incident in Virginia Beach where the 29-year-old died at the scene. Now, police revealed there were two other shootings which took place around the same time in the area, leaving one man dead, although the incident all appeared to be unrelated. Shortly before her slaying, Harris had shared an Instagram video which appeared to have been uh, filmed at a bar. The Virginia native rose to fame following her appearance on season 17 of Bad Girls Club in 2017 when she earned the nickname Firecracker Fashionista. She has since been remembered on social media with former cast member Kayara Key Hamilton paying tribute by writing, quote, you didn't deserve this man, rest easy, baby girl, watch over me, unquote. Once again, um, we got to put some control over this uh, gun situation because it's just getting it's it's just getting worse. You know, you're scared to go to the supermarket, you're scared to go to a bar, you're scared to go to a club without thinking somebody might shoot up the place. You know what I mean? Or somebody break out in a fight over a parking space, and and you, they're doing this in by a nearby apartment building, and they're shooting, and the bullets go through the windows and the walls. It's just getting crazy out here. Um, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez appear to have sealed their reconciliation with a new joint business venture. The power couple hit headlines early this month amid reports of a split, but J-Lo played down the claims at the time, insisting they were just working through some relationship issues. A-Rod, who had been back at home in Miami, Florida, when the news emerged, promptly jetted out to Dominican Republic to reunite with Jennifer, who was filming her upcoming shotgun wedding movie in the country, where they were subsequently photographed kissing in public. Now the superstars who are involved in a string of professional endeavors together have decided to continue mixing business with pleasure with a new partnership with bosses at supplement firm Goalie uh, Nutrition. Uh, Alex took to Instagram on Friday, March 26th to share the first photo of the couple online since the breakup rumors as they promoted the brand Gummy Vitamins. It's official. That's what he wrote. He said, uh, we are part of the Goalie Gummy family. And J-Lo also recently promoted Goalie online, calling their products groundbreaking, as she explained she's been taking the, the apple cider vinegar gummies every day. 
and Oscar-nominated actor Lakeith Stanfield appear to reveal his true feelings about the Academy Awards on Monday night as he wrote that no one cares about such honors during the COVID-19 pandemic. The actor is up for Best Supporting Actor going uh, gong at this year's Oscars for his work in Judas and the Black Messiah, but as he weighed in on Instagram about an article on Deadline which states that Bosses are considering letting nominees appear at the ceremony via Zoom after facing backlash for their policy that everyone must attend in person. And Lakeith wrote, quote, no one cares. In the comment section of the post, the 29-year-old actor added that real stuff is happening. Who cares about awards? His remark has been since deleted, but a screenshot is circulating on social media. And Lakeith is up against Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Kaluuya, Paul Racy, and Leslie Odom Jr. in the supporting actor category. Meanwhile, the nomination was led by Mank, a uh, biographical drama film about screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz, and the black and white film collected a total of 10 nods, including Best Director for David Fincher, for Best Actor for Gary Oldman, and Best Supporting Actor for Amanda Seyfried. Now, the movie, based on the screenplay by David's late father, Jack Fincher, is also vying for the most coveted Best Picture title. It's pitted against Judas and the Black Messiah, The Father, Maneri, No Man's Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And besides Russell, another star to join the upcoming fantasy movie was Lena Headey. She was added to the cast. And, um, oh, you know what? I think this is a separate article. But, um, yeah, so Lakeith... Lakeith Stanfield said that we got other important things to be talking about instead of having an award show. But he is nominated for Best uh, Actor in Judas and the Black Messiah. And uh, DJ D. Nice, Viola Davis, and the late Chadwick Boseman were were some of the big winners at the NAACP Image Award on Saturday night. Dean Nice, who staged a series of live stream events to help keep his spirits up throughout the lockdown, picked up the Entertainment of the Year honor, while Bozeman landed the Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture Prize for Mom Rainey, Black Bottom, and his co-star Davis was named Outstanding Actress in a Motion Picture and Outstanding Actress in a Drama Series for How to Get Away with Murder. There were also Saturday Night Wins for Issa Rae for Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series, uh, uh, Reggie, no, Reggie Jean Page, he got an Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series, LeBron James got a President's Award, and Eddie Murphy got the Hall of Fame Award. The ceremony closed out a series of trophy presentations at the 52nd Annual NAACP Image Award, took over the whole week with short prize giving every night. Beyonce and the TV comedy Blackish was the overall big winner. Beyonce picked up four honors, including Outstanding Female Artist, while Blackish hauled in five awards, landing Outstanding Actor in the Comedy Series for Anthony Anderson, Outstanding Supporting Actor in the Comedy Series for Dion Cole, and Outstanding Supporting Actress in the Comedy Series for Marseille, Marseille Martin, who uh, also picked up the Outstanding Performance by a Youth Gong. And uh, 
Robert De Niro's uh, Tribeca Film Festival will be the first major North American movie event to feature in-person screening with the 2021 edition begins in June. A 12-day series of outdoor screening will highlight the 20th anniversary of the first Tribeca, which was held months after the 9-11 terrorist attack on New York. Screening will be held from June 9th at multiple venues, including the Battery, Empire Outlets, and the Metrotech Commons. Tribeca organizers will also host community screenings in all New York City boroughs using traveling screens. As part of its closing night festivities, the festival will commemorate the Juneteenth holiday. In a statement about the return of Tribeca, De Niro said, quote, that the Tribeca Film Festival was born out of a mission to bring people together in the aftermath of 9-11. We're still doing it, and as New York emerges from the shadows of COVID-19, it seemed just right to bring people together again in person for our 20th anniversary festival. Right now we have 11 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. I wanna be a little more. Yeah. What I think you was supposed to do. You know that you deserve some more. 
That was new music from g Easy featuring my girl Kiana Lede and a little more. Right now we have here uh, almost seven minutes left remaining in this show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Dancing with the Stars will be returning for our 30th season. Uh, it was announced on ABC yesterday that the long-running dancing competition show has been renewed for another season. In the upcoming season, Tyra Bank is set to reprise her role as host, replacing longtime host Tom Beggar. Uh, Bergeron and co-host Aaron Andrews for the second time. Second uh, Season 30, it will also see Len Goodman returning to a full-time judge after he missed some episodes of Season 29 due to COVID-19 travel ban. And joining Len as judges for the Season 30th are Derek Huff, Bruno Tenoli, and Carrie Ann Anaba. This will be the second time for Derek to serve as a judge on the popular show. And ahead of season 29, the show received backlash for firing Tom and Aaron, tapping Tyra to replace the beloved co-host. And as for Tyra, the American Next Top Model alum previously admitted that taking over the role was challenging for her. Her first season as a host wasn't sailing smooth as she made some mistakes during some live episodes. And Jeannie Ma and Jeezy, uh, young Jeannie, may be getting married soon, nearly one year after making public their engagement. The real co-host and the sole survivor rapper was unveiled to have a poll, no, I'm sorry, have applied for a marriage license in Georgia. The 49-year-old and her fiancé, it was reported by TMZ, applied for the document at the Fulton County Court Clerk. On, uh, in Atlanta on Monday, March 29th, they are likely to tie the knot before the end of 2021 since the license is only valid for six months in Georgia. Jeezy and Jeannie began dating in November 2018 and went Instagram official with their romance in September 2019. The MC, whose real name is Jay Jenkins, finally proposed to his girlfriend on March 27, 2020. And Kendall Jenner can breathe a sigh of relief that she's safe excuse me, from a man who wants to kill her, at least for the time being. The model has been granted a temporary restraining order against an obsessed stalker who is identified as 24-year-old Malik Boker. In court documents submitted on Monday, March 29th, the 25-year-old beauty said that an LAPD detective told her on Thursday of Malik's alleged plan. Now, TMZ, uh, this is by, this is according to TMZ, she says that the police told her that Malik traveled across the country to gun her down. He allegedly planned to buy an illegal firearm to shoot her and then kill himself. Now, Kendall also claimed in the legal doc that police told her the man is currently being held on temporary psychiatric, psychiatric hold at a local hospital psych, psychiatric ward. And... Yes, psychiatric hold at a local hospital psychiatric ward. But he warned her he could be released soon. Now, she adds that she's terrified that this Malik guy will try to find her and harm her when he released from a hospital. And while she never met the guy, the Keeping keep, keeping Up with the Kardashian star claimed that she, he allegedly alleged threats are causing her uh, severe emotional distress and anxiety, I bet, and the judge has taken Kendall's side, ordering Malik to stay 100 yards away from her at all times. This is scary, you know. And and I just heard um, something just came out today that she's leaving her home in Beverly Hills, and she's she's just she's just ditching her home and she's moving somewhere else. 
But it is scary when you have a stalker like this that's threatening to kill you. I would be nuts. I would be a basket case. I, you know, I'd be be scared of my own shadow. But hopefully they have this under control. Um, Sylvester Stallone is planning to take his Rocky franchise to TV by writing a treatment for a potential prequel series. The action man gave fans a glimpse of his latest project on Monday by sharing pages of his handwritten note for the show, which he is eager to pitch to online platform bosses. The notes were titled Treatment for Rocky Prequel Series and begins with the scenario setup where they said, um, and this is what the setup is, is saying, um, imagine a time machine that will simply transport, transport us back to the origins of Rocky, a cinematic world brimming with characters that have been beloved by people around the world for nearly five decades. Now, Stallone explained that the origin story would take fans back to the 1960s and the most transformative generation in modern history, citing that the event of the moon landing, the civil rights movement, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. and the Cold War, among many other milestones. BTS has called for an end to Asian hate. The K-pop band has joined the Stop the Asian Hate and Stop AAPI Hate Movement following anti-Asian violence in the U.S. and the group members Jen, Sugar, J-Ho, RM, Jimin, V, and Jungkook released a joint statement in which they discussed the pain of becoming the subject of hatred and violence, just like I mentioned earlier in the show. This is what they said. They said, quote, we send our deepest condolences to those who have lost their loved ones. We feel grief and anger. We recall moments when we faced discrimination as Asians. We have endured uh, expletives without reason, and we were mocked for the way we look. We were even asked why Asians spoke in English. We cannot put into words the pain of becoming the subject of hatred and violence for such a reason. Our own experiences are inconsequential compared to the events that have occurred over the past few weeks. But these experiences were enough to make us feel powerless and chip away our self-esteem. The mic, unquote, the mic drop hitmakers made it clear they condemn violence and spend considerable time deciding how to make their feelings known. What is happening not right now cannot be dissociated from an identity as Asians. And it requires considerable time for us to discuss this carefully, and we can contemplate deeply on how we should voice our message. Uh, BTS statement comes after Megan Thee Stallion, and um, who partnered with Fashion Nova and activists May Lee to donate fifty thousand to support the victims of the Atlanta spa shooting on March sixteenth. Well, that is going to uh, do it for me for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. Uh, you know, um, again, we have to stop this hate, everybody, because racism is only hurting us even more. It's hurting the country. It's hurting our cities and town. It's hurting the world. So stop the hate. Tune in next time again, we, next week when we do it all over again. You, you've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>